0: Purchase new wiper blades from O'Reilly Auto Parts today and we'll install them for free. See better and drive safer with O'Reilly Auto Parts.
1: O, oh, O, oh, O, oh, O'Reilly Auto Parts. And now, now, it's the Mike Caltas Show.
2: 810 on the Mike Caltas Show. It's 1025 the Bone. We had a phenomenal weekend for comedy here in Tampa Bay as the debut of the Sunshine Comedy Festival happened, and it, uh, it was awesome. Those guys put on a great uh, job. There were shows all over Tampa Bay. Luckily for us, Tampa's become like a mecca for comedy, and tonight at Sidesplitters is our old friend uh, Cletus T. Judd, who is in the studio with us. It's great to see you, buddy. Buddy, it's good to be back. Thank you very much for having me. Dude, I, I
0: was driving in this morning yeah. coming from, uh, from Orlando. And uh, I've been to rock concerts, Kid Rock, uh, Kiss, Def Leppard, you name it. And I've never heard an opener better than this opener. <laughs> oh, dude, I wanted to get out of the car and salute <laughs> somebody. It's like, I'm on my
2: way there uh, right now. You know what's you so gone? funny is that, Cletus, uh, it, it's so funny you bring that up is because I look at the people in my career who are negative about me. Yeah. And they're all gone. You know what I mean? They're, like, they're oh, all gone. It. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and I, I think it was this morning I was sitting here as the intro was playing. There was a guy named Rich Reese, not a bad guy. Mm-hmm. He he was like a, uh, an area manager, but he was out of Orlando. And when we started with that intro, he called my general manager and he said, I, it's too long. I don't like it. Oh, don't no. And he goes, what do you mean? He goes, it, it doesn't, it's stopping. The, and I and my general manager, thankfully, had the common sense to say, listen, it's the way I see it. It's kind of like a, hey, the show's on. Everybody kind of wake yeah, up and absolutely. get going. Yeah, and he was like, okay, he goes, it's just my, man. that guy's gone. We're doing okay. okay so, I, I, you anyway, know, he retired. Oh, awesome, he didn't, he didn't do bad. I'm just saying, it's like you get to a mentality where you don't think the right way anymore. It's time to, it's time to maybe put those guys to rest.
0: Oh, there, yeah. I've, I've had several of those in my career along the way. <laughs> sure, been, you been, have. Been fired a couple of times, but that's all
2: good. Now, if we can, I would like to start by talking about my first experience with you, the yep. first, which I guarantee you don't remember, but you can help me fill in some of the blanks okay. here. Now, I here I am. Uh, I work for a country radio station with a guy named AW. Do you remember him at all? I AW was Brexit. in Montana, and they, they brought him in here, and they made a Q105 a country station. Mm-hmm. It was AW, me, and a lady named Carmen, not the, not our Carmen. By the way, our Carmen's back at the station, so when Good you morning. hear the headphones, you don't Hi freak there. out. Yeah. Um, and we were on this morning show, and I just did not fit in. I am still... Uh, barely out of new york i know nothing about country music yeah and nor do i care to learn about it right Mm -hmm. so i'm uh i'm in the studio with a guy who i genuinely like as a human being but see no future in the show i'm just in a stuck spot (laughs) (laughs) but i learned so much about the country business yeah and i love the country artist i have never seen having worked in rock and top 40 i've never seen People more interested in working for their success than country artists. Yeah, they will come to your birthday party. They will do luncheons. They will call your show every day. <laughs> They're like, I the I want to be there to help promote my own bit. Like it's the smartest way to be. Yeah. So they do these things every year. They do the the uh, CMA awards and the other awards and and but they did this one thing where and I don't even know what I think it was the uh, fan fest. In oh yeah, Nashville. yeah, absolutely. And they brought us to a recording studio somewhere. Maybe very famous, I don't know. But it was a recording yeah. studio in a building, and, and and like five or six radio stations. Yeah, you set make up. your
0: rounds right there. Right. And, yeah, absolutely.
2: It, and that was my first time, really. In the in the, I was up in the uh, upstairs level. Yeah, they had breakfast, so I was getting a little bagel. And I said, I have seen the most beautiful woman I have ever seen in my life, and it mm. was that woman who turned out to be gay. Who is Shelly? Shelly Wright. Shelly Wright. Shelly Wright. Ah, yeah. She was smoking I mean, hot. Oh my God. Oh yeah, absolutely. And uh, then I went downstairs, did all my interviews and all that. And then later on, I went upstairs and you came bursting in the door like Kramer. Uh-oh. No, it wasn't bad. You were, you were, I didn't know who you were then. You and a lot yeah. of other people too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you weren't the only one. But you had the you had the glasses yeah. and the hair and the whole day on. You came <laughs> busting through the door and I'm like, and you, I'm like, who is this guy louder than me in this place <laughs> and all but i saw all the country artists flock to you and one of them was uh ronnie from brooks and dunn
0: oh ronnie dunn yeah and, and he
2: was all over you and i was like whoever this guy is these guys love this guy and then i asked and they're like oh that's cletus he does songs he does comedy and does blah 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 and i went that's great and then over the years as i worked on the country station yeah. i started doing i started playing your songs that um was the I Love NASCAR. I
0: Love NASCAR. That, that got mom a single wide trailer. Right there. <laughs> that, that was a good
2: one. I mean, uh, it was I Love This Bar, a parody of I Love This Bar. And, yep. and it was I Love NASCAR. And it, people loved it. They lost their minds over it. And I, I, I would play it. And I'd be like, oh, yeah, that's cool. And the next day, everybody's like, play that song and play that song again. Did you, did you make good money off of those songs? Or is there not money to be made on parody In,
0: songs? in the parody world, no. And no. i tell you a funny story about I Love This Bar and I Love NASCAR. Toby called me. Uh, when he had written that right. and we we were on the cell phone. He's like, man, I got to play something. I got to play something. And I'm sitting on the bus, you know, and he starts, playing. I love this bar. It's my kind of place. Uh-huh. And he went through this whole verse and chorus gets to the next verse. And he's like, Man, what do you think about it? And I said, I like mine a lot better. And he said, what do you mean yours is a lot better? I said, I'm sitting here writing the parody, as You're going down <laughs> through there. And I wrote, I love this. Uh, I love NASCAR. Yeah. I, that was a big one. But no, in the parody world, you know, the the publishers and the original writers make make all the money.
2: Yeah, that's uh, why I thought. Yeah, because yeah, they
0: own the copyright. I, You know, used to you had to get permission. You know, you go to the publishers and you have to beg and ask. And uh, the only person to ever turn me down ever in the entire me mu- and I've done probably – 12 or 14 albums, right. you know, hundreds of videos or whatever, uh, was Garth. I was going to say, was it Garth? Of, of all people, Garth, I was um, I was at a golf tournament and he comes up to me and he says, hey, aren't you Cletus? And I said, yeah, you know, I was enamored to meet him sure. for the first time. He's like, man, I'm not a big fan.
1: <laughs> oh, wow. Went out of his way to <laughs> that. Yeah, well, well,
0: it's good to see you. was <laughs> a yeah, kid? But he said, my kids love you. Oh. And so that kind of broke the ice. Yeah, no, that's okay. And he said, man, you know, the the song we did, he had one, him and Trisha did one called In Another's Eyes, which uh-huh. was a, a duet. And, of course, I did one called You Need Another Size. <laughs> and he was said, man, that Trisha song's <laughs> up. Yeah, well, it sure <laughs> was, yeah. <laughs> I didn't say that at the time. Yeah. <laughs> but he um he said, it's up for a, a Grammy, and, you know, we just, we really don't want to put anything out on top of it, and, you know, just can you wait a little, I'm thinking, man, you done sold more records than the yeah. damn Beatles, yeah. and you worried about some little parody act going to knock you out of a Grammy, I'm not making mm-hmm. near enough money in this uh, business. Uh, no, so, weird. I did the song anyway, and he still won the Grammy, uh-huh. and we've been friends ever since. So.
2: A Grammy, like, he cares about that oh, at this point. Oh, he could care less. Like yeah.
0: But, man, you were talking about Ronnie Dunn, i tell you the best story on, on Brooks and Dunn, I was on an Amtrak train, because I'm, I don't like to fly i was right. on a, a bad flight uh coming out of orlando one time and got my nose broke and how was uh, it a big plane or a private big plane? Plane, uh, big plane I would it dro- drop uh it was i was actually flying out of kansas city to orlando and i'd been out with kenny chesney uh that weekend with him and it was a beautiful day outside it was like on a sunday morning there was a big festival in orlando we were doing 737 plane, three on one side, three on the other. We get up 30,000 feet. I tell my my road manager, T-Bone, I said, I'm going to go back in the back of the plane, get some rest, and get ready to do the show. And that's back when you got a pillow and a blanket, you know, back in the cool days. And I go back and lay down in the very last row of the plane. I put my head against the window. You know, I'm just looking at beautiful days, sunny skies, blue skies. Ten minutes after I laid down, I pulled the, the shade to, I was stuck. To the luggage racks. Wow. I mean, literally, literally, I went from laying with my head to the window, completely inverted, and landed in the aisle oh. of the plane. Holy cow. And I'll never forget this. I mean, if you didn't have your seatbelt on at the time, you weren't in your same seat. It uh-huh. was that violent. And I'll never forget the stewardess was back there going, Sir, can you please get in your seat? You know, I'm like, no, no kidding. I'm doing my best. I promise. I'm trying. And when I stood up in the plane, uh, I finally got sit down on the other side in a center seat, and, man, as soon as I was trying to put my seatbelt belt on, right. and as we hit more turbulence, and my face hit that tray table in oh, front of me, God. and my face exploded like Tyson hit me right, and the blood right. went everywhere. I mean, it was horrible. And the next thing I remember, dude, I'm telling you, Mike, God is my witness, that plane went up on its – it went vertical, and I was looking out the other window where I was just at right. uh, about three seconds <laughs> there, ago, yeah. And the plane just started free-falling. Oh. No, nobody was saying a word. All you could hear was uh, air. It was just. Oh. And I thought, okay. All I could think about was a purple bicycle I got when I was four years old. I have no that, idea. That popped in your head. That popped in my head. And I thought, this is my destiny. I'm dying in a plane crash. Yeah. And, uh, there was nobody saying anything. And eventually the pilot pulled out of it and we landed in Orlando.
2: Well, and like, finally, I'll be respected as a musician when I die, like Buddy Holly. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah this will be my destiny right <laughs> here. And, and
0: I told that sure I said, the best thing that pilots can do is not come out of there. Yeah. They're going to tote an ass whooping. <laughs> this has been the worst. And you know, man, it cost me, honestly, I I would say over the course of my career, millions of dollars. From not flying. From that. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I took, uh, I Amtrak. I, 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 I just never would but get on But don't you know aircraft. that?
2: The, the, just the uh, odds and ah, the never ending. Listen, you talking three? <laughs> Hey, I've been through
0: counseling, therapy, hypnotist. You name it. Uh, I had a showcase to do in Anaheim, California at the Improv. I did a show in Nashville, and this company levity He said, "Man, we'd love to get you to come out out to L.A. Showcase for us. Maybe do something out That's there. A big company. Look here, dude. Yeah, you know who they mm-hmm. are. I drove oh, wow. from Nashville, Tennessee, with a buddy of mine, Monty. We drove three days to Anaheim, California, got out of the car, went on stage and did nine minutes and drove back. (laughs) Didn't get the
2: party. I thought you were going to say you you took your purple bike everywhere. (laughs) 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 You've not flown one time since then? I
0: I did. When I was at Celebrity Fit Club, they brought in this hypnotist from... germany or something it was trying to get me over that fear and if you ever watched the last episode of that on vh1 they 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 do this thing where they put you in these awkward positions and they said well we're just going to take you down to lax and let you look around and get the feel of the airport i'm like i'd be glad to go but i ain't flying Mm -hmm. so we get there and we're sitting in the in the terminal and there's a big 737 southwest jet sitting out there and they said What do you think about maybe walking on the plane? No, there's nobody on it. Nobody on it. Just walk down the aisle and check it out. I said, look, I'll tell you, I'll be glad to walk on it, but I ain't flying. Mm -hmm. We get on the plane, and I'm sitting in the front seat. My Stacy, my therapist, is right there, and she's telling me all this stuff. And Next thing you know, these people are starting to get on the plane. I'm like, I'm telling y'all, I'm fixing to knock every wind in this thing (laughs) out. I'm not going anywhere off the ground. Uh And all of a sudden, she hits me with... Well, what if I tell you that your daughter, who was two at the time, uh-huh. is wanting to see her daddy, and she's waiting on him in Phoenix? Ooh, they really got you there. And, dude, I, I start squalling like yeah. a four-year-old. And I said, first of all, my daughter isn't in Phoenix. I just talked to her and her mom this morning. They were in Kentucky, and she said, no, uh, Cletus, uh, Caitlin, and Julie are in uh, Phoenix and they, and Caitlin is wanting to see her daddy.
2: And how long was that from where you were? Uh, wise? About an, about fifty minutes. Okay, flight wise. So not so bad. Uh, no. By the way, for, uh, I followed Cletus on Facebook. For we've been friends for years. Yeah, I've watched your daughter grow up. You're you're a uh, super dad.
0: So but I I, I, I try really yeah. hard, but in that position, you know, I, I didn't know what to do because man, and just knowing that she was there, and I told her, I said, "Well, if my daughter is in Phoenix." then take my ass to Phoenix. Wow. And you have never in your life saw a, a plane back out of a tarmac as fast as sure, that Sure, they're did. not waiting for everybody to say oh, no, yeah, yeah, they wouldn't let people sit down. Yeah. They knew that I would change my mind at any minute. And we flew to Phoenix, got off the plane. How and, bad
2: was it taking off with your
0: flashbacks? It or? was just a disaster. Oh, and really? still I was just sitting in your lobby out here watching turbulent planes uh, with turbulence just a minute ago.
2: Well, still, still, On what, fashion. like
0: on your phone? Oh, yeah. Oh, so you're, you're, you can't get past <laughs> it? Uh, no, it's brutal. Uh, it, it's horrible. I just drove here. All my buddies flew from West Virginia to Champions Gate, right. Orlando, and they got here before I ever got out of West Virginia. Oh, and I'm man. thinking,
2: oh, here we go. Yeah. I should have flew. I I- You're the John Madden of comedy. Yeah, yeah, dude. That, I, yeah, that's it's horribly inconvenient, but I get it. It's hard, you've that Until
0: you've been through one that bad, you know, I mean, a little bounce here and there, whatever, is not that big a deal. But when you get the heck beat out of your nose busted the whole nine yards and – And that's how I got the Brooks and Dunn tour, believe it or not. I was on an Amtrak train Uh going to California uh, from Nashville, actually from Memphis, and I sat down and wrote Ronnie Dunn a letter, and when we got to somewhere we stopped, I, I faxed it to his... Uh, back when we had fax, yeah. I faxed it to his manager, Clarence, and I said, "Hey, man, you know I'm Cletus. Y'all been great to me. I'd love to do the tour with you. I'll do it for free uh-huh. if you'll just put me on the show and let me host the whole thing. I'll do it for free." And by the time I got back to California, I had a fax machine in my ho- a fax uh, copy in my room that said, "If you're willing to work for free." For this tour, then we're going to be willing to pay you. And Ronnie Dunn had uh, sent me a letter, and they put me on the tour for three years.
2: Wow, wow. that's great. Yeah, it was the, a good deal. Those guys are uh, those guys are. I don't know any I, oh, like, first I, class. They have never worked for anybody no better than than kicks Ronnie. Period. He so with one of my first times broadcasting from Las Vegas. What is that? The CMA awards.
0: Yeah, that's
2: ACM awards. ACM awards. Yeah, 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 yeah. uh, I'm I'm at a hotel, and you know the same thing. They're bringing everybody by. They, first of all, this is the best. They come over and they go, hey, listen, we we don't want you to turn any guests down. You can tape it and never use the interview. We not turn it. And I was like, yeah, okay, whatever. Yeah, we'll do Clay to set by uh, <laughs> <it in> <laughs> And the first thing they bring me over is this uh, Asian man in a cowboy hat. And that, they don't give me any context. I have no, no idea what's going on. And the guy just hands me his card. Charlie Nakatami. Nakatomi. Ah, uh, he didn't make it. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't remember. <laughs> no, <that>. no, no, no. <laughs> he was evidently he is a huge country promoter from Japan. Oh, okay. And yeah. he was bringing artists over to Japan, and, yeah. and I'm like, why do I want to talk? And I and by, <laughs> but but also they give me this guy, and they don't tell me who he is. So now I'm just looking at a guy who barely <laughs> speaks English at a country that I'm b- b- like. But um, Kix Brooks comes in and he sits down. He's the little one, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, uh, he sits down and I go, so what do you, so we're recording, but we're live recording. So I go, so what do you do? You and Ronnie get up and flip a coin and says, who has to do the stupid radio interviews this morning? Uh He started laughing. He goes, no, no. He goes, uh, uh, Ronnie and his wife, it's actually their wedding anniversary. And I told him he could have the day off and he could hang out with his wife. And I go, how long they've been married? He's like, oh, like 20 something years. And I go, well, big deal! I go. It's not like they're gonna have sex today on their marriage. I go. She's definitely not giving a moral. And he sits back and he goes, "Are we? Are we on the radio right now? Yeah, yeah we the are. Country artists have never had anything like I like. If I would have, if I was smart and I would have listened to the Yoda of radio, Mike Colada, yeah. and just tuned it down a little bit, I probably could have been huge in the country radio area because I was the only one. At the time where they were shifting the music, it was going a little bit less Garth and a little bit more big and rich. If I had just listened to Collada a little more, I probably would have had a really good future. Yeah, but there.
0: dude, that, that anytime you have to shift it down, True. that's, that's not who you are. And then you've got to live with that and deal with that. And I trust me, I've had that, that happen as well. Collada was the only one that never done that to me. Yeah. Uh, and he is the, you know, when I was, at, when I was at QIK, by far the best experience radio wise I'd ever had, I came here and was that
2: your first full yeah, time gig? Yeah, yeah. yeah. It was
0: 2005 when I came here and myself, Steve Austin, you mm-hmm. know, friend of yours, Chad Brock and, uh, Rita Sicarello, And, you know, man,
2: Boy, that, where's that creature? I have no clue. I have that. never seen, if you want to, I, 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 I have never worked with her like directly. So yeah. I can't tell you a good thing or a bad thing. Only what my observations are. I have never seen radio people more afraid of firing a woman than that woman (laughs) because she had been there for a 100 years. She brought nothing and nobody liked her and she didn't like anybody else. I don't know how she was on your show, but I remember uh, when Skip was there, he hated her and nobody could do anything because they couldn't get rid of her. And so now I hate her because I don't know her, but I hear all these guys hate her. And one day she walks in just out of the blue, like a stanza one day, walks in with a wig on. And and I go I mean like a bowl headed wig that was totally different. Mm. And and she was walking on the hall and I go, What's with the wig? And they go, Everybody's like, We don't know. We don't know what we can say we can't <laughs> uh, say we can't make one you know, I the never best. Had, Rita,
0: Rita was I, Rita was good at what she did. Yeah. I I won her over by farting a lot. You know, <laughs> man. I'd walk by <laughs> oh, her and adjust it. Yeah, and yeah. she would laugh mm. at but but no no trouble there. But it was uh it was the the best time ever, but like I was telling you, it was, it was bittersweet because man, I was so far from home. Yeah. my daughter was in in Kentucky, j- just getting life started, and I'd been here about, I guess, Mike probably a year and a half or so. And Colada walked in on a. Um,
2: well, let me give everybody some context. Mike Colada is the guy who ran uh, the CBS Infinity yes. Radio here in Tampa. I worked over there at the sports station, and he was one of the few people that said, you know, this guy needs to be doing something else and worked to get me a better job while I was yeah. over there. And then when uh, Skip Mahaffey left that station because he didn't realize he was not the star, he was part of a machine, right. when he left, it's you have a huge void to fill, and I went, I don't know what they're going to... And when Mike Collada thought, I'm going to bring in Cletus and Chad Brock. You got mm-hmm. two country stars Two national guys now being put together on a local show. It was one of the most brilliant things I've ever Man, I've It heard. was
0: really good. And we always said Chad Brock was the worst radio guy in the world. Yeah, We would not give Chad his spot. You know, live <laughs> spots right. until five seconds before he's supposed to read Perfect. them he would butcher them give out the wrong interest rate the car <laughs> dealerships but you know what the the the, the this town loved him yeah. he was the and i said just shut up and play the bass chad you ain't mm-hmm. got to be the be the star people loved you but working with colada man he after that year and a half that i was here and i was traveling back and forth driving because i didn't fly to see my kid and Mike, on a Friday afternoon, I've never really told the story a ton, but Mike walked in and on a Friday after the show, and he said, "Hey man, take this take this envelope home, check it out, and see what you think. Ratings were great, yeah. you know we were killing it, bonuses, you know it was just insane, and so I went and played golf at Feather Sound that day, got home that evening, and I opened up this this envelope and, and I'm reading it and i'm it's, it's like this contract, and I'm reading more and more, and then I get down to these numbers and it was like five years I'm like, ooh, that's a long time, two million dollars." <laughs> I went, oh, let me, let me reread that again. <laughs> I've just been offered a five-year deal, you know, with everything included in excess of $2 million. And I start screaming and yelling. I'm thinking, I'm rich. Oh, dear God, I've done it. I called my buddies down in Georgia. I said, fly down. We fixing to get it on for the weekend. <laughs> well, they all came down. I stayed in my, my house. I had a house. I just bought a house in Feather Sound. And uh, then all them guys went home. And then I was left. By myself, in this big monstrosity of a house, looking at pictures of my daughter on the fireplace in a bedroom that she had never been in, and I started counting on my fingers, okay, if I take this five-year deal, I'm going to miss first grade, I'm going to miss... Part of second grade, yeah. third grade, but I will be getting back around the fourth grade. And, mm,
2: you got to really consider that yeah, stuff. Yeah, dude, and
0: I would lay in my bed at night. I, honestly, God knows. I know it's not funny, but lay, I'll never forget as long as I live. I'd lay in my bed at night and i say, God, look, I got a couple hundred G's over here in this account. And I, here's what I'm willing to do. I'll give it to the to the homeless shelter. I'll give it to the church or whatever. If there's any way you can get them to to move that daddy-daughter dance back about a month mm-hmm. so I can make it home. Well, all the money I had never bought me any of that stuff back. You know, you can't buy memories. Once they're gone, they're gone. When they grow up, they're gone. And uh, so I I took that envelope that morning before I went into work, and I wrote on the outside of it, uh, Dear Caitlin, you're worth more than what's inside this envelope. Mm -hmm. And uh, I signed it and dated it, and I put it in her hope chest, and and that's where it sits today. And when she turned 17, I, I showed it to her. And she says, damn, Dad, we could have worked something out.
1: <laughs> yeah. Man, you know, I'm in a Chrysler 200 eel and I could have been in some, a Beamer or something. Are you kidding me?
2: Uh, but, man, it was... Uh, you Listen, she's a 17-year-old girl. You don't want her to be a stripper. You I, want her to no, be man, love her I father, love it, and uh, you want her to have, you know, know, have her know that she's been loved since yeah, the days man, she was born. And, and,
0: and if, if I would have flown... You know, it would have been it would have been easier, but still, you know, and then when I left, uh, I went you, to Atlanta. Can you
2: imagine how burnt out you would be having to drive back and forth about and drive back me, and dude. forth? Dude, I'm telling yeah. you right now,
0: I can't drive to the gas station uh, and I get out in my, my hip, my left hip hurts. Uh, yeah. From the, the hundreds of thousands, my buddies used to say, man, I don't know how you do it. You know, how how in the world do you do that much driving? I drove from Georgia to Kentucky. It was 414 miles, trust me, I know, uh, and took Caitlin Bowling. For one game, oh. ate a hamburger and a drink at the bowling alley, took her back to school, and drove back home.
2: That's great. I mean, because I just needed father, that but- little
0: bit of fix yeah. you know cause of the guilt man you know and i mean uh, I, i've still never uh overcome the guilt eat you, up with
2: it do you not uh are, how was your relationship with the with her mother oh great man we're great oh, friends. Yeah, i was like yeah. no, no, no issue no, I, yeah. I got
0: a, my wife i got a great wife now gets uh, along with her and i get along with my stepkids that it's a it's a great situation but then i went to atlanta um and worked for our in yeah. atlanta doing uh the bull down there they kept me nine months and fired me and I thought, man, how bad of a morning guy do you got to be to mm-hmm. get fired and still get paid another year? Ooh, oh, I've
2: been there. For doing nothing. <laughs> yeah. And I went on
0: tour of Rascal Flats. I was double dipping, man. Yeah. I mean, it was. And then Collada brought me back down here. I worked with the late Dave McKay, you know, and Veronica. Of course. And, uh, and then I, that's when I finally said, okay, it's time. I, I can't do it no more. Yeah. I don't care if I got to work at the, a mission. I'm going to West Virginia and be a daddy.
2: You you really, you know, I remember before I had kids, everybody would say to me, you don't know how much you're going to love your kid. I'm like, I get it. I'm going to love my kid. And then you have kids and you're like, oh, now I get it.
0: You know, Garth uh, was a prime example of that. And I talked to him about that. And I said, man, you know, when I heard that you were retiring and you said you weren't going to do anything else until you had kids, that was early, late 90s, early 2000s right. or whenever he did that. And I said, man, and when when Caitlin came along, I get it. Yeah, I, I totally get your. I mean, he was at the top of his game. Yeah, he talking money, fame. The, the, and he said it was just never a, never an option that I was not, never going to miss. A lot
2: easier to do with hundred million dollars. You got yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A little bit tougher in my position. Yeah. So uh, I mean, I, I it's it, it, you think about though. You know, now that she's seventeen, going to be eighteen. You know, you did the right thing, and you did, at least at least she knows that you did everything you could. To spend the most time with her and make the right decisions. I mean, that's all you can ask Yeah, for. now
0: she won't text me back and pisses
2: me off. Oh, dude, I, they all turn to
0: I, they I'm telling you, the minute they get the phone and they get the car, mm. it's it's over, yeah. you know, unless they need gas money. Right. And then they go on, you know, you should have took the $2 That's <laughs> what you should have done. are <laughs> giving me a gas card here. We My, need the 2000000 million.
2: I'll tell you the daughters are worse. I have a, a 11-year-old daughter and she said to me one time in the most serious way, she said, I think that I want to be, She, her and I have a great relationship. She curses, but only in front of me. You yeah, know? Yeah. So she says to me, uh, I think I want to be a teacher when I get older. Mm-hmm. And I go, Juliana, and she goes, I know what you're going to say. Teachers are underappreciated and they don't make enough money. I go, they don't, they don't make anything. And she goes, but I heard my teacher say the other day that she made $500 a week. And in two weeks, that's a $1,000. Mm-hmm. And I go, Juliana. Daddy makes a thousand dollars an hour. Yeah, I'm obviously making numbers. And no, he's looked- not. No, he's <laughs> not. <Shut> up. <laughs> no, it's, it's, yeah. it's way more than that. <laughs> no, and my and Juliana looks down, like perplexed, like the fact that she was trying to figure out the math, and then she looks up to me in all seriousness, and she goes. Then why the f don't we have an RV?
0: <laughs> <laughs> an RV.
2: And I went, is that is that the standard for success with you is an RV? I'm like, okay. Oh, that is too funny, yes. man. I,
0: I have a stepdaughter too, who is who's 19, uh, Isabella, and uh, I, the funniest story in history. She'll kill me. She's probably listening right now. But uh, <laughs> they did drug testing in, in high school, and, and I think she was in the ninth grade, and uh, so she never had you know, pee in a cup or nothing, right. you know. So they, they say, okay, you go in the bathroom, you pee in a cup, sit on the back of the toilet when you're done, and then we'll we'll handle it from there. So she goes in there, and an hour later, they're looking for Isabella. They can't find her. You know, the principal's looking. They, uh, Isabella, please come to the office. They can't find her anywhere. So one of the counselors goes into the bathroom and opens up the stall, and Isabella's sitting on the back of the toilet. And they said, well, what are you doing? She said, y'all said when I got done, sit on the back of the toilet. So, Hella. <laughs> <laughs> she, she didn't know that meant sit the pee p- on the back of the toilet. So she got her legs <laughs> propped up, just hanging out. She
2: said, do as I was told. <laughs> just waiting for you yeah, guys just waiting for you Where y'all been? Where y'all been? I don't know. Yeah, it was pretty funny. Uh, Cletus T. Judd is here, and uh, Cletus is going to be – now. now, what is your relationship like with uh with Winona John?
0: Man, Winona is a dear friend, man. She she really is. I've got text messages on this phone that I wouldn't It's it's a love-hate relationship. Okay. I've got them where she's cussed me like a dog. I had a song that Brantley Gilbert cut a few years ago called 3 Feet of Water that that went gold. That I had pitched to Winona originally, but well, she never got back with me. Right. So Brantley cut it,
2: and boy, she lost her <laughs> mind. Nah, I won't even show you the text. You messages. wrote this song, and Brantley Gilbert yeah. cut it and it went gold. Yeah. Oh, yeah. you should make some good money yeah, off of that. Yeah, it,
0: it went gold. You know, I had, um, I've, I've had some good cuts. Yeah, you know, I had a Rascal Flats cut, Gary LaVox's last single, who's a lead singer. Rascal yeah. Flatts I was out.
2: wondering that, because if you're doing parody songs and you're doing well at those, that so you got to have an inclination to be able to write songs. Man,
0: I, and I love writing, uh, serious stuff uh just about more than anything really uh, yeah I, you know radio was my my passion I, I i love it you know unfortunately i hadn't done it in a, in a couple of years i had to sit out and non-compete and then uh it was really funny this is the best story on mike right here so i had a um what are you, a talent person call me from cox they were <laughs> a talent acquisition person you know or something when i was sitting in my house and they're like yeah we're with cox radio and we saw your resume and we heard your air checks and they start talking all this stuff and i immediately go to him. Mm-hmm. You know I'm like, "Oh, I got a great friend who works uh, down in Tampa, Mike Callie, Cow- my Cow- Show. It's huge." And she's like, "No, no, I'm not familiar with that one,
2: but I will." <laughs> yeah. 100%. No one knows me less than this company, I guarantee no, I'm you. No, yeah. uh, no, um uh I'll tell you I can't I don't have a Poetic bone in my body. If you gave me a million dollars in cash and said write a nice song, and I, you I don't believe it, that. I, I, un- I should
0: challenge him. If all, it you gotta do rhyme with yeah. all you got to do is write a poem. All you got to do is write a
2: poem. I don't. Uh, it's just weird. I, 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 there's just things I know I'm good at and I'm not good at. You know, I, I can come up with ideas. Nantucket would be in there. Yeah, I, I, <laughs> I, I, I can. Uh, I can come up with ideas. And I'll give you a suggestion, but I when it comes on, I'm just not good at that kind of stuff. So to think that you can do that on top of being as silly as you can be, and then also write a serious song, yeah, and that's where the, the money, I've never seen a machine work like Nashville before. There's the writers, there's the publishers, there's the It's, it's a artists. little complicated,
0: and it's not as much as it used to be. I mean, if you wrote Achy Breaky Heart, yeah. when Don Von Tress wrote that, he never had to come up with another idea, yeah. ever. He never had to strum another chord. All he had to do was go to the mailbox, Uh, every month. Well, look at those Warren
2: brothers.
0: Oh, Brad, Brad. Yeah, it's it's unbelievable, all the cuts.
2: There is a a great uh, documentary on Netflix. I forget what it was called, but it was all the songwriters, not the people that cut it, but it was the songwriters. Oh, it's insane. And they they were like, I have the biggest house out of anybody you've never heard of before. You know what I mean? and, and, And royalties
0: are usually life plus 80. So you yeah. can imagine, you know, you, you, I think Scotty Emmerich had seven or eight cuts on Toby's big record Ooh. with uh, Beer for My Horses uh-huh. and all that. You don't want to know. You don't know, seven <laughs> number ones. Yeah, you don't want to know
2: what that check was for. I, I was I introduced the Warren Brothers. They came and played a, a tailgate party here. They're bad I, boys. I, I love those guys. Oh, well, you my know they God. they're from here, so I knew them when they were a little hair band. You know, yeah. But I introduced them on stage, and I go, oh, "These guys are great. They got um, uh, some top ten hits," and they were like. Some top ten hits. <laughs> we are like 12 number ones. I was like, oh, my bad, my bad. If you would have said he's pretty good in radio, I would get it. I understand what uh, he, he, they're, they're I, I love
0: those guys. I really do. When I rode, um, uh, and I tell you the way the, the big one with Brantley came, I got baptized in the church where Caitlin uh, used to go. We still goes to church, Christ Temple in uh, in West Virginia. And, man, I, it, this is weird, but right as I was getting ready to go in, <clears throat> right before I jumped in that water, Everything that I had ever done bad in my life, Uh you know, I'm a recovering addict of 19 years. I support drug addict recovery like with a vengeance. Uh, And right before I went into this water, everything I'd ever done bad, it was almost like a Quentin Tarantino movie. It was all black and white pops of... You know, the abuse and the the drugs and the women and the this, it was just all bad. The money that I'd made and blowed and spent and the dope and the meth. And it was like, oh my God, oh my God. I was about to have, and then all of a sudden it just stopped. Yeah. And And I thought to myself, I'm fixing to leave all that in three feet of water. Yeah. So I jumped in and I came out the other side, a different person. But before I went in there, I thought, three feet of water. And then I wrote that with, song, with Brantley yeah. and uh, Jeremy Busty and Jace Hine, and 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 Brantley cut it. But that's that's where those ideas, you know, come sure, from. Sure, uh, sure. I, I, I
2: get it. I just, uh, I'm sure there's been those moments and times where I might have been inspired at some point, but I never, I never. Actually yeah, because you're
0: it. pretty prolific. I uh, just be. I hate. I don't know if anybody's ever told y'all. Won't tell him <laughs> that. Do you? Yeah, no. no, I, I apologize. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Um, uh, meth, huh? You were doing math Yeah, man. It what was, was, it was the, bad. What was the highest level of success you had while you were still doing drugs? Like, did I uh, know you while yeah, you were? Now, y'all, no.
0: Yeah, no, you missed it by, by a year. And, okay. I, and I, I'll tell you why I started, I was a hairdresser, you know, for many, many years. Right. Barber traveled all over the world doing it. World championships of hairdressing. I mean, I've always been an overachieving underdog is what I tell people. I never had as much talent as most, but you, you, I'd outwork you. I'd right. figure out a way to win. And uh, I I, I swore I would never. My dad was a raging alcoholic. Uh, I swore I'd never do dope. Drinking was never an issue for me. Still could care less. But um, uh, one afternoon, 1987, uh, a guy gave me uh, some crystal meth. I said, I ain't snorting nothing up my nose. That's the grossest thing I've ever heard. And he said, here, let me just put a little in your coffee and you'll be fine. (laughs) And boy, was he right. Does Starbucks have that? <laughs> no, yeah, yeah. You can buy it now yeah. But he put that stuff in, in some coffee and I drank it. It was on Friday afternoon. And about 20 minutes later, I thought, okay, I found what I've been looking for my whole life. What was the feeling? Oh, like? you, I, you, there ain't no vernacular that'll cover really? it. It was the most euphoric to the point where I left out of there in a Honda CRX. Brand new Honda CRX. I was going down 75, gotten a traffic jam of all things, high as a cop, <laughs> sitting still and I roll my windows down and I'm talking to people that I don't even know. <laughs> <laughs> those are the coolest wheels that I've ever seen. Where'd you get those? Love the paint scheme on that. That thing is amazing. Uh, I know, so I, three days later, you know, with no sleep, uh, you know, start seeing the doorknobs turning and all this weird stuff. And I said, I'll never do this again until I did it again. Yeah. And the next thing you know, I become an addict. I call it dust off the devil's coffee table because it's, <laughs> it, it's, it's an horrific drug. And then the cocaine came into the picture and I was using really heavy. And then 1999, I have heart surgery, Oh Jesus. uh, but from an addict standpoint, my mentality was, you know, you would think a normal person would go, thank God I lived through it. Oh, thank you, Jesus. I made it. My mentality was, hell, I'm fixed yeah, now. <laughs> now you Let's start crank over it over up yeah. a
1: notch. Let's
0: go. So I did. And uh, the the moral of this story, 2004, September 11th, 2004, uh, I was in Vanderbilt Hospital. Caitlin was fixed to make her rare public appearance because uh, Julie was having her that night. I had fifteen hundred dollars of uh cash in one pocket and probably three gram worth of cocaine in the other is about two o'clock in the morning caitlin was born and that's a big thing for any anybody to go through you know and she she was born and i thought okay i gotta go use i need i need a break you know i gotta get get my nerves right you know about what's about to come so i go in this bathroom in vanderbilt and it's you know all these metal doors and nobody was in there and so I go into the stall and I kick the door open. And I reach in my pocket and I pull out this big, big bag, tra- uh, sandwich bag full of dope. And I got a quarter out of my pocket and I'm, I'm sticking it down in the bag and I get as much on it as you can get, yeah. you know. And then I thought, uh oh, somebody's watching. I'm busted. And I raise up right there in that bathroom and I lean back and it was me. In the mirror? In the mirror. And I thought, boy, you're a sorry son of a bitch if you stick that dope up your nose after being given the best gift you've ever been given in your life, all you've ever wanted to be was a dad because you never had one, and now you're in here snorting cocaine your life away. And I took that bag, and I slung it up against the bathroom wall, the brick wall there, and dope whenever. You imagine eight ball of cocaine. Sure. So... I'm thinking, okay, what do I do now? There's blow everywhere in this bathroom. So I get down on my hands and knees, and I put my hands in the toilet water, and I'm throwing it up against the wall, you <laughs> know, to try to try, yeah. try, try get it out of there. <clears throat> and all of a sudden, man, I, while I was down there, I thought, well, while I'm down here, I may spend an extra minute or two see if I can get some peace. Yeah. And – uh I said, God, I I I'm probably gonna need a little help with this one, you know, because uh-huh. I I don't, don't want to be that dad, you know, I don't want to be that dude, and um, and I stood up after I said my prayer, and I dropped that quarter, and I don't know the significance of this, Mike. But I dropped that quarter on the floor, and it start it landed on its side, and it was going in a in a circle on its side, and and I just kept watching, and the circles got smaller and smaller, and I I'll never forget. I said to myself, when the quarter stops, so do I, and it stopped. And I picked it up and I put it in my wallet where it still sits today. Really? And that was uh as of September 11th this past year, 19 years ago that I've been I've been clean.
2: And you, so you cut it out right there. 100. Golds
0: are good for you. 100. Never done it. And, I, and let me tell you, when I came here, it it. it it was, It was. you know, it was, yeah. I, I had to be careful.
2: Especially when you see Joe, you're like, oh, oh, now, I'm going oh, to
0: ask him out in the yard <laughs> while I go. Um,
2: Do you about, realize how many songs were in that bathroom? There was, yeah. That's Me in the Mirror. Yeah. There was Watching the Quarter Spin. Yeah. And then there was a rock song called, How Much Coke Can We Get on That Quarter?
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. and, and man, you know, I've tried to dedicate as much of my life to, to, I told the good Lord, I said, man, if I make it through this, I I have a platform. You know, we we have these microphones. We have social media. And so I, I try to, to give as much time as I can to those that struggle with addiction. That's why I wear these shirts. You know, I, I'm addicted to empowering the addict because you got to empower them to give them the tools to beat this thing. Because the love of my child was stronger than the love for the dope. Right. But that's not the case In 95% of cases, I met a boy, I I met a kid 25 years old that I said, man, how's your day going today? He said, not bad for facing life in prison. And I said, you want to talk about it? And he said, yeah, I'll tell you everything. He says, when I was 13, my mother gave me a, threw me a birthday party Uh, for my birthday party. I got a bike. There's a bicycle Mm -hmm. again. Wasn't purple though. Mm -hmm. I got a bike. A birthday cake my cousins came over and i got a card and when i opened up the card it said welcome to my world and it was black tar heroin oh. and he began using it 13 he never had a chance no never no. never had a chance. He might not have been in that you know yeah. and and I thought, okay, I'm pretty good talker. What the hell do I uh, I say now? You yeah. know, and I just sitting. Uh, most of those guys and girls just want somebody to talk to and love them.
2: You know? Yeah, and and I uh, you know I, I do a lot of stuff with with uh, teenage kids, and I, that's what I see. It's it's not even that they have bad parents. That it's a cycle. They have yeah. parents yeah. the who are charitable bad. work. Don't say I do a lot of stuff with teenagers.
0: If I had my way, if I if I could, and and I I wish that I had the the main to do it, I would, I would fill up every venue that I do. Uh, you know, I'll, I'll never make it to the Burt level or the Nate level. I've had a great run. My my life is good. I made it to the other side. I stay in my lane now. I don't yep. prepare what I, you know, I'll ne- I, I may never have big ratings. I mean, I'm I'm at peace with any of that. But what I wish I could do is fill up every venue with addicts mm-hmm. that that need to be cater to and work with and loved yeah. mainly because they're they're swept under the rug They're and people and this is what pisses me off and i'm fixing to go on soapbox and then you can cut me off mm-hmm. or whatever but they always say, that's self induced. i got in a guy at the dmv i'm getting my license renewed and he knows that i i work over at a place the first part of the week at uh, lawrence county recovery he's like all self-induced to begin with should have never started it never would have been a drug addict mm-hmm. i said my dad smoked cigarettes from the time he was five until he got to, uh, eat up with cancer. That's self-induced. Yeah. What I do, kick him to the curb, never offer him any treatment or help. You know, my sister got skin cancer from getting in a tannin bed for 50 years. That's self-induced. But when it comes to drug addicts, man, it's like put them out in the woods, hide them somewhere, yeah. and the well, hell with them.
2: See, the thing is, is, that, and what I find is that um, certainly I can talk to a kid who had drug problems uh, until he's blue in the face but i don't i didn't go through it i never did drugs i don't know it when you get somebody who has nothing's better than somebody who saved themselves to be able to tell other people that they can and uh when when these people see somebody who's you know was there w- where they are and they see that that they got out of it there's nothing better than somebody who's been oh, man, there, you
0: you you it, it's difficult it's it's horrendous to beat because it's and my wife, uh, who's listening, it, she, uh, love her dearly. She's never really been affected that much in her her family and so forth by from addiction. But there was an example we were going somewhere one day, and she's like, "Well, jump off this exit. I want to get a diet Mountain Dew." And I said, "Well, let's go the next exit." She said, "No, I want to get one now." And I went, "There you go. There it is. Yeah. <clears throat> there it is. It, it you know." And addiction is anything that you want to quit and can't. I don't care if it's drugs, yes, sex, Star- or, yes,
2: Starbucks. I'm talking to you. Yeah, yeah,
1: <laughs>
0: yeah anything yeah. like that. But it's 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 difficult it's hard there's um uh, in most a lot don't, and now there's no such thing as 5 10 15 year drug addicts no such yeah. thing you know why because you're either in prison or you're dead yeah. i heard y'all talking about fentanyl earlier i mean wh- you know, when I did it, we never heard of fentanyl. Right. You know, we we just did as much blow as we could, and, and pray to God you don't die. Right, that's real simple. And now, now it's a
2: lot, a lot oh, more frequent. Yeah, yeah. buddy. Yeah. Now you know if you're t- if you have to test your drugs before you take oh, them, yeah. that's a bad situation. I,
0: I tell you, if we're talking about funny now, there was there was I, I had been up three or four days. This was back in, in when I was using it my most in, in the eighties. If there's anything funny about it, addiction, <laughs> but I had done every drug known to man that you could buy off the off the corner right. you know anywhere i mean meth cocaine valium uh weed you name it i three or four days we're all a party and drinking In my head i was about to blow off my shoulders and i i called my mom and i'm like mom man i i got to do something this headache is about and then, and i said you really think it's okay to take four time <laughs> mean, off? Really? You think I, I mean, here, I've done, done $20,000 worth of stuff made in a
1: bathtub,
0: and, and I'm worried about taking four tine
2: off for I better
0: hold uh, on. Maybe three, not four.
2: What uh, what country artist did you do the most, most coke with? No, I'm just kidding. Oh, <laughs>
0: boy. Yeah. Here, uh, you know, I will tell you this, though. There is... And all the big tours that I was on, I was blessed to be on with, with Kicks and Ronnie, three with Toby and, and Rascal Flats and all, Brad Paisley, all those guys around. Very rarely did I ever see it. Drugs, it yeah, was, yeah, it was. It was just not as. I think the 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 people that build the stages and the roadies and all that. I think they should get a free pass because mm-hmm. they they're work. Right oh enough, yeah. my god, they work. It's just unbelievable.
2: I've seen mo- you know most of those guys that I partied with in private and stuff is all alcohol. I mean, I'm sure it, they're it, cocaine. Especially or-
0: nowadays, man, I wouldn't even. I, I wouldn't even, I, no. I
2: know you it's still
0: prevalent and it's out there, but I wouldn't know. I'm so
2: glad it. I never, because, you know, I, clearly I like to eat. I have an addictive personality. I don't, if I'm sure if I started doing it, but I never got into it and I, I'm glad. That's that why I never got into it. I don't, it. weed, you know, I don't want to eat more than I yeah, already eat, yeah. you know. I That's what they told me, like, uh, you can take weed. I'm like, uh, I'm already uh, hungry now. I don't need <laughs> to weed Snacks uh cletus it's great having you here tell everybody where you're gonna be you're gonna be and, side splitters tonight yep
0: size in tampa and uh you know you you're talking about burt and filling out those stadiums i'm just trying to get 75 seats up there, <laughs> side splitters, you know so uh Listen, I hope people will come out though. this
2: area is so such a great comic audience such appreciation for comedy uh, I saw people show up at the Sunshine Comedy Festival this week not knowing who they were going to see. They were just there for the comedy. Here's a guy who's been making great uh, parody songs, doing good radio, being funny on stage for years, going to be in town tonight, Nine six oh eleven ninety seven 1197 or Sidesplitterscomedy.com, where you can actually go and purchase your ticket in your seats. I'll never
0: get a chance to do this again, so I'm going to take 30 seconds and do it because I, I, I probably won't get a chance to do it again. But but the people in this area, Tampa, yeah. St. Pete, um, it, where, where I lived on and off here, man, they... The listener, you know, loved me through some really difficult times. Yeah, I mean, you know, man, living here by myself, I you know I didn't know a lot of people, and when I did good. They rewarded me, and when I did bad, they scolded me. Mm-hmm. But man, what a special place here, man! With the, these people, they're they're wonderful human beings. It's and, like
2: having it's like having two hundred thousand friends.
0: Man, it, it is,
2: and to this day, you know, I've been gone
0: for for many years from here, but I still get miss. Oh, we miss you on Qyk. We you know. I can't even apply at Qyk now. You yeah, know? <laughs> I, mean, I, I hit lips up, and, and and we were almost neighbors. There's a house right down the street. From oh, I really? Road by the big white house on the left with all the glass. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. I had a contract on that, and then they said. Where, yeah, this was in... Oh, seven, I think. And they said, Yeah, you know, they accepted my offer. And they said, Well, you, we need to do a credit check. And I'm like, Oh, <laughs> <laughs>
2: hey,
0: what do you mean, 500? <laughs> Hell, I'm, 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 double digit right
2: every, now. Every time I drive past that house, I go, Man, the Coke they must have done in that house. <laughs> it was more
0: yeah. and It's 500 degrees in there right now it's with all, all, those, glass, all, glass, glass, all yeah. glass. All glass. But I was good until the credit score popped up. Yeah. <laughs>
2: <laughs> so, so, uh, you, you would not, they would not have you over there, uh, to do, to promote the show. What did you, well, who's Manny? They're not even the same people. Why wouldn't they? Uh, I don't understand. That. Lips, I love. Lips, you know, yeah. Yeah. I, 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 I saw lips it. with a beard the other day. I'm like, lips? He's only 19. How a beard? Lips is, kids, is so. I, my
0: producer over there. He, he was wonderful. Uh, Orlando, you know, who I love like, yep. like a brother, man. Yeah. I, and I know you do as well. But it, I, Orlando said, you'll do better with 30 minutes at at Cal's place, uh, and you'll do for two. I mean, minutes honestly, on
2: his show there, it, for what you're doing, I don't, I don't, you know, not against you. It's just a different audience. Man,
0: yeah, and it, I'll be honest with you, dude. I just shoot it to you straight. It, it hurts. It, it yeah. hurt a little bit because I'm, 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 I'm nothing. But that was my home. But
2: you, that, you know, it, I, I get that because uh, I, when I got fired from my first job. I didn't like all of those people, and I didn't want to see all of them. But the, they were the only friends that I had because I had been it's, focused on yeah. just work for so long.
0: And you know, I, I know some of them still aren't there. Of course, Galada's not, Anne, LeDon, Page, and yeah. all those. Uh, you know, people are there, but man, they, that was just my home. I was there when they when we moved in that building. And we put the big guitar, you know, soundboard, and I sat behind that microphone, and I and I talked, and Veronica and Dave and and myself and Steve and. And then all of a sudden you know you come to town just just to try to revisit old friends yeah. and people that used to you hopefully made a difference in their life. That's why we do this, you know. Yeah, we're egotistical and we're asses and that's what we do. But man, I I wanted to just go over and say, "Hey, right. I, I don't I, it, yeah, it bother me. Yeah, yeah thanks, man.
2: So it's, it's a downside of of this job. It's weird. That's why I was like, "You know what? When we got to this station, I was like, "I'm not going to I because I, I came from another place. But I'm like, I'm not mad at anybody. No. I don't, I don't wanna I don't I have no reason not to like a guy uh because he's on a different radio station. That's why everybody craps on MJ all the time. I don't care about MJ. He was a dick to me when I was a kid, but in the <sighs> in the recent times I've seen him and hung around with him, he's been great to me. So what do I well, I can only judge remember by that. Well if you remember when
0: you were on the air, me and Orlando and Kalada came to the station was on the air with you. Yes. There's nobody in the world today that will let their employees or their jocks or their morning or afternoon guys go on another station in a competitive market, right. people meter or market or whatever, and do radio. Yeah. But that, to me, just showed the confidence that we all have. Yeah. I'm not worried about, you know, Bubba. I mean, he he just ruined my life. I mean, I about had a nervous breakdown <laughs> the last time I was here
2: with him. Uh, I mean, I, it well, was insane. It all comes uh, around, doesn't it? Yeah, it does. Uh, so, yeah. You know, it, it does. You know.
0: and, uh, but I just wanted to, to for whatever that's worth to the to the people in this area that, that might have jumped over there on my station and listened, yeah. and I still call QYK my station. And it will always be. Yeah, this is uh, where a I plan my roots at. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks for having me on, man. Hey,
2: I, I'm, I I'm happy to see you, buddy, and catch up with you. Same great too. stories today. And go see Cleveland. Uh, this sides, but it's just one night tonight. Just, yep, just tonight, the and tonight. I'm heading
0: back over and play golf with them idiots for five or six, and then drive oh, the long Christ. drive no, back to West Virginia.
2: Even after that flight you took to go see your daughter on the TV show, you were like, okay, I did this one, but I'm never doing it Dude, I
0: flew to Phoenix and rented a Hummer and drove back (laughs) to L.A. Hell no, I
1: wouldn't get back on an airplane, you
0: idiot. It's not normal. It ain't normal up there. I love y'all, man. Thanks, Mike. Thank you, brother. We'll
2: We'll, uh, take a break. It's the Mike Kaltas Show. This is 102.5 The Bone. It's the Mike Kaltas Show on 102.5 The Bone. Now, a
1: Bone traffic update from the Farrah and Farrah.